Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is the Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at Western New York with news, features, and special guests. Now, here's your host, Brian Rusk. Welcome to the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520. We're glad to be back after a few months off uh, due to the COVID uh, crisis, but it seems to be calming down, and we're happy to be back with Kevin Carr, our Director of Production, blanketing the East Coast and much of Canada. Today we have two uh, women who are prominent as financial advisors in Western New York. They can talk a lot about women in this field of work and how they can help women investors to do well. And uh, our guests are Marianne Colson and Salpi Doring, financial advisors with the Global Wealth Management Division of Morgan Stanley in Buffalo, New York, where Marianne Colson is the manager of the downtown Buffalo branch. And of course, we want to empower women with their investments, their careers, and opportunities. And we're happy to have these two uh, women leaders in uh, financial advisory capacity with us on the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520, blanketing 17 states and much of Canada. Uh, Please, uh, Salpi, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your experience. Salpi? Thank you, Brian. Thank you. I joined Morgan Stanley in 2016 with 20 years of financial experience. I began my career as a stock trader because I was always very interested in the financial markets. My ultimate goal was to take my knowledge of the financial world and work one-on-one with people to help navigate their own financial lives. Being a financial advisor gives me the opportunity to do just that. Providing knowledge and guidance can make a real difference in people's lives. And leading with education is what Marianne Colson and I are most passionate about, and that's why we are here today. Uh, thanks, uh, Salpi. Um, let's uh, talk a little bit uh, now uh, with Marianne, if you could tell us your perspective. Thank you, Brian. I have over 30 years of experience in financial services, starting in 1986 as a financial advisor, and in 1992, I moved to New York City into a management role. I've held several management positions in New York City, New Jersey, and Buffalo. This career path came naturally to me as I was a high school math teacher and coach prior to joining this industry. 
And additionally, I remain very active with charitable organizations reflecting my commitment to the community and one of Morgan Stanley's core values of giving back. Very good. Uh, Marianne, tell us a little bit about Morgan Stanley, the company you work with, for those who aren't familiar with your firm. Morgan Stanley, a global leader in financial services, was founded in 1935 and since then has delivered first-class business in a first-class way. Something we'll talk about today is our standard of excellence. It's always been driven by Morgan Stanley's core values, which are putting our clients' interests first, doing the right thing, acting with integrity, leading with exceptional ideas, giving back to the community, and our commitment to diversity and inclusion. I'd like to uh, just give one plug here. Um, ESPN 1520 is streaming. You can listen live by going to our website, ESPN1520.com, and clicking on the radio.com or listen tab. And Western Yorkers love their traditions, and the Ampol Legal has been writing about Polish-American traditions and events for over 50 years. News and features from a Polish-American perspective can be found in this weekly newspaper as well as recipes and a calendar of events. Don't miss out on the next cultural presentation or polka dance by reading the Ampol Legal. The Ampol Legal is available in many tops and Wegman stores for home delivery. Call 716-835-9454. That's 716-835-9454 to have the latest news from Poland and Polonia in your mailbox each uh, week. Um, I think that, Marianne, um, you are going to talk a little bit more about how this firm is different from others. Thank you, Brian. There are so many topics we could discuss here. However, in the interest of time, we'd like to highlight three to illustrate our, to our listeners how we differentiate ourselves within our industry at Morgan Stanley. First, in this new environment that we find ourselves in, cybersecurity is a growing focal point. At Morgan Stanley, safeguarding your assets and personal information is among our highest priorities. This is an essential part of our commitment to helping our clients achieve their wealth management goals. Morgan Stanley invests in cybersecurity and fraud prevention technology and employs world-class talent to lead these efforts. We have built a cyber defense organization in-house, and we work closely with industry and government partners to evaluate the threat environment. Morgan Stanley's objective is to protect our clients' assets in, as one of our top priorities. Secondly, another area which sets us apart is investing with impact. Investing with impact is about making a difference in society. Increasingly, investors are defining long-term value as not only realizing attractive returns, but also generating a positive social or environmental impact by aligning their financial goals with their personal values and mission. In 2012, Morgan Stanley launched the first platform led by a financial institution solely dedicated to sustainable investing, making our firm well-positioned to help deliver impact through customized solutions based on our clients' financial and impact goals. And lastly, we want to touch on philanthropy. The idea of leaving a legacy is the need to, or desire to be remembered for what you have contributed to the world or to those whose lives you have touched during your lifetime. Favorite causes can become family causes, and that passion for a cause can become a strategic plan for giving. 
1998, Morgan Stanley established their philanthropy management services, delivering information, advice, and support to help define and realize clients' charitable missions. Also, the Morgan Stanley Foundation and the Morgan Stanley International Foundation delivers resources across philanthropic causes around the world. In 2019, together with Morgan Stanley's foundations, our employees donated over $100 million to charities globally. By giving our time, contributions, and expertise, we make a positive impact in the communities where we live and work. For those who just tuned in to the Rusk Report, you're listening to ESPN AM 1520, and uh, we're speaking to two experts in the financial services industry, Marianne Colson and Salpy Deering, financial advisors with the Global Wealth Management Division of Morgan Stanley in Buffalo, New York, where Marianne Colson is the manager of the downtown Buffalo, New York branch. If you have any thoughts or comments, please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. We always greet cards and letters from our listeners, if you're listening in Toronto or Manhattan or northern Florida, drop us a note. We'd like to hear from you. Next week, we plan to have on this program Dr. Chauncey Crandall, who was a former Secretary of State, Alexander Haig's heart surgeon. So he'll be on this program. So let's uh, uh, talk a little bit about the clients uh, that you work with, uh, Salpi. Thank you, Brian. Our firm works with individuals and their families, corporations, governments, foundations, and endowments. For our purposes today, we want to focus on the education of women, providing some guidance and advice on ways to help build wealth and achieve financial independence. Let me give you some reasons why we think it's important to focus on women today, not to take away from anyone else, but by sharing some statistics with you. Women have become a powerful economic force in the country and around the world. Today, women represent 47% of the professional workforce in the United States and control $11.2 trillion. That's 39% of all investable assets. As more and more women are business owners who generate income and become breadwinners for their family, financial decisions for the household are being made by women. In 1900, there were almost 5 million women working in the United States. In 2019, there was almost 75 million. We think that as women, being financially independent is a matter of necessity. It is very important to us that women have an understanding about investing, are educated on the options available to them, have a strong grasp of their personal finances, and ultimately become financially independent. Knowledge is empowerment. That is why it has been an ongoing initiative of ours to educate women about finance so they can have the confidence to direct their own future and that of their families. Very good. That's uh, very good educational information. Uh, let's, uh, Salpi, uh, let's talk about are women different when it comes to money and finances? Well, yes. There are specific issues women are faced with while pursuing goals that are very different. And typically, women define what financial freedom is and what it means to them uniquely. For women, wealth is more than just about money. 
women who create their own wealth tend to perceive it in terms of the financial independence or dream fulfillment it can buy. The pursuit of following your dreams is different for everyone. It could mean having the opportunity to pursue other career choices that may require additional training or education, or to have some flexibility in one's life to work from home or make your own hours, or to start up a business you have always wanted. For most women, having these opportunities to actually follow your dreams is the definition of wealth and financial freedom. Having a sense of purpose is equally as important. We can see how evident this is when examining how and where women spend their dollars. For example, for every dollar a woman earns, 90 cents is reinvested back into her family and community. Women say that making a positive impact on society is important to them. Wealth for women is about making a difference. That is why we believe that the investment approach of women should take those differences into consideration. Very valuable perspective uh, from a woman's point of view. If women represent almost half of the workforce and earning more and more income, and they are reinvesting back into their families and communities, does that mean they are saving less? That's a great question, Brian. To follow up on how we are different when it comes to financial circumstances and wealth, there is a real wealth gap for women. It is a known fact that women have less in retirement savings. Here's some reasons why. Women tend to earn less than men. On average, women earn 80 cents on the dollar. When women's careers are interrupted by children, they often experience a motherhood penalty that leads to lower pay throughout their lifetime. Women typically spend more years out of the workforce to take care for family members. 66% of women caregivers can lead to a, whole, a host of unexpected costs in terms of both time and money. Since traditional pension plans and social security benefits are generally determined by number of years of service, leaving work for periods of time often means lower retirement benefits. Women tend to live an average of five years longer than men do, which can make it difficult to save enough for a longer retirement. And only 46% of women participate in a retirement plan. More than half of women do not have enough savings for their future. The reality is that women's journeys are more of a balancing act that requires women to juggle a number of competing priorities. Very good. We're learning a great deal from our guest today on the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520 with Marianne Colson and Salpy Daring, financial advisors with the Global Wealth Management Division of Morgan Stanley in Buffalo, New York. A little disclaimer here. The information contained in this program is not a solicitation to purchase or sell any investments. Any information presented is general in nature and not intended to provide individually tailored investment advice. The strategies and or investments referenced may not be suitable for all investors as the appropriateness of a particular investment or strategy will depend on an investor's individual circumstances and objectives. Investing involves risks. And there's always the potential of losing money when you invest. The views expressed herein are those of the guests 
and may not necessarily reflect the views of Morgan Stanley, Smith Barney, LLC, member SIPC, or its affiliates. So we just wanted to make that clear. Uh, let's talk a little bit about some of the things that can be done in order to bridge the financial gap for women. Ladies? Well, Ann Richards, politician and the 45th governor of Texas, said, if you think taking care of yourself is selfish, change your mind. Our advice is, in order to bridge that gap, you have to take the time to make your investment your finances and investments a priority. And Richard's quote is our philosophy. And if I have to take care of myself, how do I do that? Here are some thoughts on how we can bridge that gap. Foremost, we have to prioritize our finances in our lives and adopt this philosophy as a way of life. We advise women to spend at least 30 minutes thinking about the next 30 years. Sometime after listening to this show, Make a commitment to focus on financial planning, setting clear goals, and getting organized. Gather all of your financial documents and organize them in one place. Begin by paying off your debt. Create a budget. Estimate your fixed expenses while saving enough to ensure you have sufficient funds to cover at least six months of expenses. And if your company offers a retirement plan like a 401k, Consider opting in, especially if they offer a company match to your own contributions. Otherwise, you're leaving money on the table. Very good. A lot of valuable information. Again, you're listening to the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520 for three decades, uh, blanketing the East Coast and much of Canada. Our guests today are Marianne Colson and Salpy Deering financial advisors with the Global Wealth Management Division of Morgan Stanley in Buffalo, New York, where Marianne Colson is the manager of the downtown Buffalo, New York branch. With so many uh, competing priorities in their lives, how can women achieve financial literacy in order to pave their way to become financially independent? Marianne? We believe that you do not have to do this alone. That is why we feel so fortunate today that we can share with you what we do as financial advisors. It is our priority to help you achieve your goals through financial literacy and advice. Working with a financial professional can help in making the decisions that are appropriate for your own personal situation, no matter what stage of life you're in. Typically, individuals work with accountants and attorneys for their tax and legal work. As advocates for our clients, we advise that throughout their lifetime, they will need a professional accountant, an attorney, and also a financial advisor to help them successfully achieve what we've talked about so far. It is imperative to get your financial house in order. For example, having a will and updating it when needed, regardless of how much money you have, is important for every one of us. So is having a financial durable power of attorney, a health care proxy, and beneficiaries in your will and your accounts that are listed accurately. Working with these professionals will help you make informed decisions and will also help prevent you from making mistakes. Since a goal of ours is to help women and young girls take control of their financial destiny, we would like to mention one specific way we have been active in educating young girls toward financial literacy. We have been presenting the book, It's a Money Thing, 
a girl's guide to managing money to groups of young girls during career days and after-school programs within our community. We provide each girl a copy of the book, compliments for Morgan Stanley Diversity Council. Many of the parents and teachers in attendance have been grateful for the practical tips and advice the book provides. It's a great way to get started at an early age with information on budgeting, careers, saving strategies, saving for retirement, starting your own business. We believe that as we educate these young girls early in their life, they will not struggle with finances and life goals later in life. Marianne, what's the best way to start getting organized before reaching out to a professional? Well, Brian, a good first step is to gather vital information about your family and take an inventory of your critical documents. You want to know what you own, what you owe, and how you are protected against certain risks. Here's some examples of documents to gather when preparing to meet with a financial advisor. Your bank and investment statements, insurance and annuity statements, mortgage statements, credit card and loan statements, retirement and social security statements, and your tax documents. Once you have all your documents in one place, you're ready to start working on a financial plan. And again, you do not have to do this alone. All you need is some guidance and a strategy for the future. Your financial advisor can be a great resource to help you get started, including providing you with a document checklist and a family records organizer. Another approach is to upload your documents safely. For example, Morgan Stanley recently introduced what's called the Digital Vault. Digital Vault lets you easily and conveniently manage and share your most important documents with your advisor that are uploaded, scanned for viruses, encrypted for an extra layer of security. It makes it much more secure than mailing or emailing them. Another added benefit is that the documents are organized and readily available for you at all times. Again, our guests today on the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520 are Marianne Colson and Salpy Daring, financial advisors with the Global Wealth Management Division of Morgan Stanley in Buffalo, New York, where Marianne Colson is the manager of the downtown Buffalo branch. Again, if you're listening in Cheektowaga, New York, Montreal, or North Carolina, drop us a note. We'd like to hear from you. Please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. We always greet cards and letters from our Canadian and European listeners, and we're glad to be back. We have had the best of the Rusk Report played for the last five months by Kevin Carr, Director of Engineering. We're glad to be back on the air. Uh, Salpi, how many years in the future does a financial plan cover, and how often do you need to revisit it? Even without unexpected developments, you need to plan for a long life and anticipate supporting a retirement plan that could last 20 or 30 years or even more. Consider that the average life expectancy for a woman today is just over 80 years, which means many will live beyond 80 you'll need to be prepared. For example, if you decide to retire at 65 and you live until you are 85, you need to have retirement savings that will last for 20 years. Your financial plan should represent your lifespan and allow you to envision a lifestyle that you can afford so that you do not outlive your retirement savings. 
Within your long-term financial plan, you should set goals for the short-term and an intermediate term, such as planning for a child's education, paying off a mortgage, and prioritize them. Once a financial plan is in place, it becomes a working document that should be revisited every year. Planning ahead of time well off into the future should include all of the unexpected events that occur along the way. Life happens, priorities change, and your financial plan should reflect those changes continuously. Working with a financial advisor can help you modify and adjust your plans according to your values so that you live the life you love and can spend time doing what you enjoy. Very good. Let's talk a little bit about advice you can share with our audience for women who invest in the stock market or want to beginning, uh, begin investing. Salpi? Investing is not just for the super wealthy, Brian. There are a lot of ways that people at every asset level can start investing as long as they have sought out appropriate advice and understand the risks involved. Remember, saving is a prerequisite to investing. It's not what you make, it's what you save that counts. First and foremost, it's important to reiterate that before you invest, make sure that you have sufficient savings to cover monthly expenses, as well as cash reserves available in case of emergencies. Investing can benefit you for the long term. Putting your money to work may help you achieve higher returns than the low interest rate earned in a savings account. However, the potential for higher returns does come at a price. Investing in stocks involves more volatility, and as a result, the risk of losing your money is also considerably higher. To help mitigate the added risk, diversification is key. Diversification is the process of spreading your investments across multiple asset classes to manage risk. You do not want to put all of your eggs in one basket. Various asset classes tend to have different risk and return characteristics, so you should consider your own circumstances and determine if you are prepared to handle the added risk because diversification does not guarantee a profit or protect against loss in a declining financial market. Erica Jong, an American novelist, particularly known for her book called Fear of Flying, said, and the trouble is, if you don't risk anything, you risk even more. Quoting Erica Jong here is relevant as we consider that if you want to keep pace with inflation and have a long-term perspective on investing, then taking the added risk could provide you more growth over time. Let's be specific here about what history shows us. If you had invested $1 in 1926 in U.S. Treasury bills, it would be worth $22 currently. If you had invested $1 in the S&P 500, you would have $8,464. To Erica's point, consider taking on the appropriate amount of risk. If you don't, you will not be able to keep up with inflation. That is why this is so significant. It is the power of investing and compounding, earning interest on interest. Wise investing starts with the understanding that the different investment strategies can help you manage risk and finding quality advice to help you guide you through the process. And those are very interesting statistics that Salpi has shared with our audience on ESPN and AM 1520. However, many people say they're fearful of the stock market because it's so volatile. 
especially how it has been recently. How does one overcome the hesitation to participate in the market? Marianne, we've got about 20 seconds. Go ahead. Well, this current environment is one that none of us experience. So asking that question is so timely because we would imagine that there's some hesitancy to consider investing at a time that's so volatile. So let's answer your question with a historical viewpoint, as Salpi did recently. Let's look again back to history. Consider the historical chart of the S&P 500 that tracks the performance of the 500 of the largest publicly traded companies in the United States over time. It illustrates that throughout all of these devastating world events that caused previous market crashes, such as the Great Depression, the Vietnam War, the Black Monday 1987 crash, 9-11, and the 2009 financial crisis, the stock market has grown despite these negative events. I'm sorry, we have to, I'm sorry I have to interrupt you because we've run out of time. We've learned a great deal from Marianne Colson and Salpy Deering with Global Wealth Management with Morgan Stanley. Thank you for enlightening us. We'll look forward to being with our audience again next week on The Rusk Report. You've been listening to The Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at the Western New York community with news, features, and special guests. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write to Brian Rusk, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Amherst, New York, 14226. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.